in Chicago, Illinois. We would love for you to join us for any and all of our services. Amen. Our, our, our main service is our morning worship at 1130 every Amen. Sunday morning. Amen. 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 We would love for you to join us. Again, that's 3113 West 71st Street in Chicago, Illinois. Amen. Amen. As we begin prayer on this morning, amen, we want to just remember all of those that, that, that that's less fortunate than we are, those those that don't know God and the pardon of their sin. Amen. We want to pray for them because I, I don't know about you, but I love God so much that I want everybody else to have part of him in their lives. I want everybody else to be uh, graced with his presence, just like I'm graced with his presence. So as we begin prayer, not only am I going to pray, but I want you to pray also. Um, there are some people that you know that I don't know that, that desire prayer. There are some people that you know that I don't know that need prayer. Amen. Amen. So, God, as we come on this morning, God, we first of all want to tell you thank you. We thank you, God, because you have been so good and so kind to us. We thank you, Lord, because you've been so merciful to us, God. God, we thank you because... Even as we look around, God, you have uh, shined your mercy upon us one more time, God. So, God, we say thank you, God. Thank you, God, for uh, all that you have done for us, God. We thank you, God, for the things that you're doing in our lives right now, God. Because, God, if we be honest, God, we know that you're behind the scenes working in our lives right now, God. Father God, there are some doors that have been closed in our lives. And, God, you are unlocking those doors right now. And we say thank you, God. God, we thank you, God, because even the, those people that criticized us behind our back, those that talked about us behind our back, God, those that, that did wrong to us, God, God, you're preparing them to be our footstools. And, God, we say thank you, God. Thank you, God, because you, you have brought us this far, God, and you promised in your word that you will never leave us and you wouldn't forsake us, God. So, God, we just thank you, God, for your presence. Now, God, we even thank you, God, for the things that you're going to do, God. Father God, those blessings, Father God, that you already have prepared for, those blessings that are already on the way, God, we say thank you, God. Thank you, God, because nobody could take away what you give us, God. Now, God, as we petition your throne of grace on this morning, God, we pray, God, that you would touch and have mercy, God. Father God, first of all, God, I'm asking, God, that you would look here at Missionaries for Christ, God. Father God, look on everybody that's under the sound of my voice right now. Father God, everybody that walked through the door, Father God, I don't know everybody's problem. I don't know everybody's situation, God. But, God, I know that you already know what we have need of even before we ask, God. So, God, I'm asking right now that you would meet everybody at their needs, God, because we're standing on your word, God. Your word said that you would supply all of our needs according to to your riches and glory. So, God, we're standing on that, God, knowing that you will meet all of our needs, God. Now, God, I pray, God, that you will bless the health of everybody that's right here in this room, God. God, I pray, God, that you will be a healer today, God. Father God, some of our bodies, Father God, it don't look like we have problems, but God, inside of our bodies, God, some of us have problems, God. And God, the doctor said one thing, but God, we believe you, and we believe your word. Your word have already told us that with your stripes, we are already healed. So, God, I claim healing right now, God. And not only healing, God, but I claim wholeness right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, 
Father God, I pray that you would allow Holy Spirit to just uh, send his healing power right through the place right now, God. Then when we go back to the doctor, God, the doctor will say, I don't know what happened, but God will testify and say, I know what happened because God healed me. Now, God, we ask God that you would touch our finances today, God. Father God, some of us, Father God, have a little more than others. But, Father God, we all need more, God, in the name of Jesus. God, I pray, God, that you would bless our finances, God, in Jesus' name. I pray, pray God, that, 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 that you would open up our wallets, Father God, and, and begin to, to bless them, oh God. Father God, not that we might have a whole lot, but, God, that we might be able to help somebody else, God. In the name of Jesus. So, God, I pray on this morning, God, that you would just bless this service. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, you are welcome all the time, wherever we are, in the name of Jesus. Now, God, I pray, God, for those that don't know you in the pardon of their sins. I pray, God, that something will be said, Father God, if it's on talk show, if they come in the room, Father God, I pray, God, that something will be said that will bless their lives, oh God, and they'll never be the same. God, I pray, God, that you are not only blessed, Father God, missionaries for Christ, but bless, Father God, all church doors that's open in your name, God. Bless all the pastors that's preaching your word, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we pray, God, that you would continue to allow us to do outreach ministry, God, that men and women will be able to reach up to you, God, and find the answers that they need for life. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Come on, give God praise. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. You are welcome. You are welcome. You're welcome. Welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Holy Spirit. Come on, let's send your feet and just invite him in. You are welcome. You are welcome. Holy Time. 
I, I'm intentionally releasing my seed. Although it might leave my hand, it'll never leave my life. So in advance, I thank and praise God for my increase. That will come to me, press down, shaking together, and running over. So, spiritual growth, come. Family growth, come. Job growth, come. Financial growth, come. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I need to explain something because when we say spiritual growth comes, when we give our time, it don't always come back in money. And I believe that if we grow spiritually, that would be that would be more of a blessing than financially. Amen. The wealth of the wicked is already made up for the righteous. He's already promised that we can be the head and not the tail. He's already promised that we shall be a, a a lender and not a borrower. Yeah. So spiritual growth, we need spiritual growth to come so we can handle our millions. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Come on, show your feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Our God is a good God. He's an awesome God. Amen. Amen. And one thing, one thing about tithing, Amen. If you haven't tried it, you ought to try it. Amen. Amen. God will abundantly bless you. Amen. 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 You're so sweet. Thank you. Amen. Amen. God, we thank you for these gifts. We thank you for everyone they gave. Now, Father God, I pray, God, that your blessing, Father God, will go forth, God, like never before. Father God, that this week, of tithe and Father God be like none other, God. Father God, that you will begin to pour out the blessing from heaven, Father God, and it will fall on us, God. I rebuke, Father God, the demons, Father God, that 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 that's on our finances, God. I pray, God, that 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 every assignment of the enemy to to take our finances and do what he wants to with them. I, I break that assignment, God, Amen. in the name of Jesus. Now, God, multiple blessings upon your people. Jobs will come forth this yes, week. Yes. Families, will, family members will be saved this week. Yes, Finances will grow this week. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Father God, businesses will be birthed this week, God. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Father God, e- even houses will come to pass, God. Yes. Those that are looking for cars, God. They will get cars, God, just by the seed that they sowed today, God. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 All right. All right. Amen. Again, this is a day that the Lord has made, and I am glad and I'm rejoicing. Amen. 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 On this afternoon, if you guys not busy, amen, we don't have a service. Amen. But uh, we'll be we'll be involved in a reunion musical. Uh, Pastor Lena and I will be singing. Amen. This afternoon. Amen. We'll sing in the choir. Amen. Um, and I, I tell I, I told everybody. I said y'all know I didn't sing in the choir for real. Amen. They say well, you was a musician. I say and I got to sit down. Y'all stand y'all stand up too much. <laughs> amen. Amen. 
So, so we, we're going to be a part of that. That's at 10400 South Halston at Messiah Temple Baptist Church. Hey, Amen. We got a chance to see a whole lot of old people that we, some we, I haven't seen in 30 years. Amen. Amen. So we thank God for a reunion. Amen. Uh, so if you're not busy, amen, come on out, and, and it's going to be a great musical. Amen. Some of the songs that you might have heard a long time ago, gonna, they'll be singing today. Amen. 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 Uh, don't forget about Bible class tomorrow. Amen. Amen. I, I, I want everybody that can to come to Bible class. Amen. Bible class have been wonderful. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you guys, but Bible class have been blessed. The lesson been blessing me. Amen. 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 Knowing about our authority that we have. Amen. 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 Well, y'all by now, y'all know that I'm not preaching today. Amen. Amen. Because I didn't talk a whole lot. <laughs> Amen. Normally, I don't come up until I get ready to preach. Amen. But Pastor Lena is preaching on today. Amen. Bringing forth the word of God. Amen. And we pray that God give her power. Amen. That, that, that will go forth. Amen. Amen. So without any further ado, for those that are listening in or talk to you, put your seatbelts on if you're riding in the car. Amen. Amen. Let us get prepared. Let's, let us stand to our feet and receive the woman of God. Pastor Lena May Cummings. While you're already standing, let us pray. God, we thank you. We praise you, God. We glorify you. We magnify you. Now, Lord, as we go forth to this word, we're asking God that you will open up our understanding, break up the fallow ground, that your word may be very deep into the hearts of your people. Now, Lord, I'm asking that you would not allow them to see me or hear me, but they hear the voice of you, O God. Keep it to them. Hide me behind the cup, O God. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. You are welcome to have your way on this morning. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. 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 We may be seated in the presence of our Lord. Hey, you get a microphone. Hey, let me talk all morning. Hey, give me a microphone. Amen. <laughs> no, thank you. Amen. Amen. Again, I thank and praise God for another opportunity to share his word. Amen. God is such a good God, such a great God. And his word is so good. Yes. When I think about God's word, I think about special foods that I like to eat. God's word is better than those special foods that I enjoy eating. Amen. Amen. It gets deep down into the root of your soul. And if you allow it to, it will build you up. If you allow it to, it will encourage you. Yes. If you allow it to, it will strengthen you. If you will allow it to, it will bring you out of dark places into a lit place where God will take us and sit us in a place where he could just continue to minister to us. Amen. God has a great word. Yes. It's better than any book that's ever been written. Amen. We have some great poets. We have some great writers that have uh, been born into this world, but God's word is better than anything that they've ever written. Amen. If we learn to cherish God's word in that manner, we will learn to have a better life. We'll learn to enjoy life more. Yes. Because we won't rely on Dr. Phil's words. We won't rely on Dr. Oz's words. We won't rely on the financial people words, but you'll rely on God's words. Amen. And that word will give you direction for your life. Amen? Amen. Amen. Our scripture this morning comes out of the book of Genesis. 
I'm going to start in the beginning because that's where everything begins, in the beginning. Right. Amen. Genesis. The second chapter. And I'm just going to read verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And I just want to talk today about having a blessed life. Amen. Anybody want to live a blessed life? Hallelujah. I just want to share with you today some information, some pebbles, some nuggets to help you learn how to live a blessed life. When I look at the word blessed, blessed simply means happy. And when you're happy in the form of being blessed happy, you are happy no matter what your circumstances may look like. You are happy no matter how your body may physically feel. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. That's a different kind of happy. It's not happy like you are when you engage to be married. It's not happy like you are when you're getting ready to graduate from college or high school or something. It's not that kind of happy. It's not the happy that you have when you get the new car or a new house. It's a different kind of happy that resonates deep in your soul. Yeah. And this is the type of joy that the people of God should live in, Amen. that we should walk in, yeah, yeah. that we should walk in daily. When I look at the word life, life in Hebrew means Zoe. Life is not just the life that we talk about living. But here in the scripture, it says he breathed into man the breath of life, and man became a living soul. When God breathed his breath of life or his zoe into us, Mm -hmm. we didn't just become a living, moving thing. We became something special, something out of the ordinary. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of things that have life, but when you have the life of God in you, you're different. I think over in uh, 1 2 Peter, it calls us a peculiar people, a chosen generation, a holy nation. That's when you have that Zoe from God inside of you. When it lives in you, when it resonates in your soul, you are different. That's why they call sometimes, I remember as a kid, they used to call us the church folk, Uh the saints, the Christians, because we were different. We're set apart from everyone else. Not that we're so much better, but we have life. People that don't have life, and when, I'm, when I speak of life, I'm talking about the spirit of God, the zone living inside of you. People who don't have it, you see them, they're murdering folks on the street. Yeah. They're robbing, they're stealing, they're stealing. They're being disobedient to their parents. Yeah. They don't know how to live in relationships. They don't know anything. Their lives are just void. Yeah. That's why they can walk around and just walk up to a group of people and just start shooting and go home and eat a Big Mac like nothing has happened. <laughs> Because they don't have life. But it's important for us as the people of God to learn to understand, one, that you are chosen. Two, that you are different. Three, that you are set apart. So you don't do the same thing that everybody else do. Uh And when people say, oh, you're acting bougie, you're acting funny, you're acting all that, yes, I am. Because I'm chosen. Uh And chosen people don't have to do what everybody else does. 
a chosen person has the favor of God on their life. Mm -hmm. So when you walk into the workplace, you don't look like everybody else. Right. You may have on the same uniform, but you don't look like everybody right. else. Amen. I was sharing with Sister Ann just a moment ago as I was talking about this past week at my job. We had a parent-teacher conferences, and I'm, I currently work as a teacher's assistant, but I'm, I'm not just a teacher's assistant. I'm an instructional assistant. Right. So what I do that my other colleagues that have the same position do, don't do, I teach. Uh -huh. I have a lesson plan. That's what I do. Yeah. Not because I'm so wonderful or so great, but because I have the favor of God on my life. Yeah. Because, I have, uh, because I'm chosen. Yeah. Because I'm set apart yeah. to do a specific work. Yeah. And so, therefore, when it came down to having a conference with the parents, I have conferences with parents. So while my coworkers and my colleagues are on the same level as I am, they're sitting in the coffee room drinking coffee. I'm conferencing with parents. Mm -hmm. I said that to say not because Lena thinks she's so great or I'm so wonderful, but you are chosen. Yeah. You are different. Yeah. That's why when you get on the bus, you can walk past the fare box and say, and they said, go on, you keep doing Matthew walked into, we went to a, a play last night, and Matthew walked into the theater, and he was trying to figure out which way to go and what to do, and the chosen of the favor of God was on him. He didn't even have to pay that so I'm going to even have a seat. These are the type of things that happen to you, and we take them for granted. Amen. But we get those things because we have life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once we understand we have life, and we begin to walk in that life, because in that life we get the authority of God. Amen. But you, you have uh, so many of us, we just walk around and we just hear and we just, oh, I'm so tired. I'm so broke. I'm so this. We get so caught up in what the things of the world say and do that we forget who we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're not walking around living the blessed life. Yeah. Amen. We're not walking around with the joy of the Lord resonating deep in our spirit. Amen. How can you be happy when your foot broke? My foot may be broke, but I'm still here. Yeah, yeah. Amen. There's a saying that uh, my husband had said about um, an older person that he knows that goes to everybody's funeral. Mm -hmm. He said, go to the funeral, and you look over the cast, and say, yeah, wasn't my time this time. Mm -hmm. I got another chance. Yeah. Every morning we wake up, we get another chance. No matter what's going on in our lives, we get another chance. My husband and I, we didn't have a place to stay for us and our five children. But every day God still woke us up. We still had another We could have died in that place. We could have gave up. When I'm preaching the word, but I don't have no place to stay. Why am I preaching the word? Because regardless of whether or not I have a place to stay, guess what? He gave me another chance. We have to learn to zero in on our father. We got to learn to zero in on his word. Because this is what's going to give you that happy, blessed, Lot. Amen. Um, if we look at John, second, I mean, look at John one and four. Mm -hmm. It says, "In him was life, yeah. and the life was the light of men." Yeah. Mm -hmm. One thing about living a blessed life, you got to learn how to follow direction. Amen. God has a certain order. Yeah. For everything. Yeah. Not just God, but life. Period. Mm -hmm. You can't go to high school. Before you get out of kindergarten, <laughs> you can't go to college if you don't have a high school diploma. Uh -huh. Okay, you can't uh, be an adult if you've never been a child. Amen. You understand? Everything has an order. Yeah, it's impossible for things to operate out of order. Yeah, and the moment that.
sleeping with men. Chaos. When women start sleeping with women. Chaos. When kids start telling the parents what to do. Chaos. When the wife be disobedient and not submissive to her husband. Chaos. Yeah. When the kids bringing the guns to school, shooting the teacher, chaos. Yeah. When we get out of order, you got chaos. That's right. And then I said, Oh Lord, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Mm. Well, Second Chronicles seven fourteen told us what to do. If my people will call by my name, humble themselves and pray, turn from the wicked way, seek my face, then I will forgive their sins, heal the land. Mm-hmm. Simple. He gave again. What was that? Direction. Yeah, yeah. He gave us instruction. Yeah. He gave us order. Yeah. On how to bring these chaos under control. That's right. But it's important for us to learn how to follow. That's right. See, if you don't follow, you can't get the blessing. Uh-huh. Pastor mentioned the scripture the other week about the blessing, the anointing flowing from Aaron's head to his beard to his skirt tape. Mm-hmm. The blessing comes from the head down. That's right. Okay? The only way the grass can grow up it has to get the rain that comes down. Yeah, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? The only way a seed or a plant can grow up, it has to first go down. Uh-huh. Things come down. Our orders come from God down. Yes, the right. order of the family comes down. Yeah. It comes from the father to the mother to the children. Yeah. It comes down. Yeah. Everything has an order. Yeah. Our government has an order. you got the president. Then you got this cabinet, this cabinet. It comes down. Yeah, yeah. And when things start going the opposite way, Again, we have chaos. That's right. It's important for us, to, in order to live a blessed life, is to learn that we have to operate in order. So you have to begin to look at my favorite line, the man in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. Am I in order? Am I doing what God wants me to do? Yeah. Am I attempting to live a life that lines up with his word? So you say, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. The word has it laid out for us. God's word is a lamp unto our feet. That's right. All we have to do is get into it and read it. And well, you say, well, I read the word, but I don't understand. Well, that's when the Bible told us that we have to have uh, the preaching. Uh-huh. Because God gives the preacher a different revelation than he gives you. Amen. And well, as the preacher is ministering God's word to you, yeah. the word is now being broken up into bits and pieces that you can chew on. Uh-huh. A child cannot read a psychology book from the college level. An adult in college can't read that book sometimes. Amen? Amen. It has to be broken down. So that's why you have teachers or professors, because they take that psychology information and break it down to your level of understanding. Well, as you begin to understand that information, then you come up in your understanding knowledge. Same way with God's word. God gives his word to the preacher, and the preacher takes that word and breaks it down to your level of understanding. Yeah. But what do we do? Sometimes we don't chew it or digest it. Amen. Sometimes we hold it in our mouth. Amen. Sometimes we just let it go. We'd be just like our kids when we tell them what to do. We go like, woo, take the garbage out. Okay. <laughs> Clean up the bathroom. Okay. Are we being good children to the word of God? Amen. Are we being good children to our Father? Amen. And we say, I'm praying to God and answer my prayer. I don't know. I just keep asking God. He will. Are you being an obedient child? Amen. Are you following the orders of our Father? To hear his word. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Yeah. Are you hearing? I don't mean hearing with your external ears. Are you hearing with your spiritual ears? Amen. Are you taking notes 
so you can go home and read it again later? Yeah, yeah. Are you listening to talk shoot so you can hear it again later? So it can play over and over in your spirit to the point that it digests inside of you. Once that word gets digested deep down in your soul, then you begin to live what God calls the blessed life. You begin to live the good life. You begin to live the happy life. Then you can truly walk around. You know, we have a saying, so how you feel? I'm blessed and highly favored. You can walk around and truly stand on that statement, I am blessed and highly favored. We make a statement. But we don't even believe it when we say it. My, my. The blessed life. Yeah. The blessed life requires God's divine order. I talked about order a few weeks ago. First God, then marriage, then family, then church, and then government. And we have to flow in that order. Um, my family is a what they call today a blended family. Uh-huh. And in a blended family, that means it's normally it's a step-parent or a step-child or something. And so in the blended family, sometimes when families are blended, the relationship between the husband and the wife is often interfered by the children. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because we, society has told us, Mama, that we got to take care of our kids first. And then we'll deal with him later. Right. And society has pushed us out of the will of God. Amen. So, so guess what happens? I'm a witness. Guess what happens? The kids get grown. Mm-hmm. They get married. Before, before they get married, they start having friends. Uh-huh. And they don't want to talk to you no way. They start dating. They don't want to definitely want to be bothered you when they start dating. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, they're going off to college or they're going on to, and now you sitting here, you can't even talk to the person you're married to. Mm-hmm. That you're supposed to be a death do us part. Uh-huh. And we can't even have a conversation. Because the whole time during the relationship of the children growing up, you allow the children to interfere. Now, they have a place, but they should not be the lead. They should not be the dictate that, well, my kids need this. Well, my kids want this. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I know. I'm guilty. I've never done that. You know, we get so caught up in what the kids, and we forget about the relationship. That's right. How can two walk together except they agree? So whatever it is that the kids need or want, okay, all right, okay, we'll talk about it. Now, I need to go have a conversation with you, and we need to have a conversation to come to an agreement about what we're going to do and how we're going to handle the situation. And then we come back and tell the kid, now, the kid may not like the decision, but who cares? We're parents. Amen? Because sometimes as, as mothers, we have a common vision. And as fathers, they have a lot of time a wider range of vision where they say, you know what, this now is not the time for this. Or no, you can't, this, don't, this don't need to be done. So we got to learn to operate in order. Because what happens when you don't operate in order, you get chaos. When you get chaos, you got, you have so many believers in yeah. divorce court, it is sadness. It's sadness. Yeah. And it's simple stuff that has occurred that caused them to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Stuff that you just, you're like, really? How do you be married 30 years and then you just decide you don't love somebody anymore? Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Because over the course of the years, you've allowed stuff to interfere and not let God be the glue that binds you together. Yeah. When you don't understand, you don't know what to do, talk to the creator about his creation, yeah. and guess what? He will bind it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He will fix it. Yeah. 
And when God fixes it, it's fixed. Yeah. Now, for those of us that are not married, God has an order for you. That's right. Mm-hmm. God, and if by chance you have children, children, family, ministry, he has an order for you. Mm-hmm. But he has a greater expectation for you. Because you don't have a spouse, he's expected you to give him a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. So you can be married to him. Uh-huh. As long as you're married to him, he will keep you. Yes. When you're not married to him, then your flesh will keep you. Amen? Mm-hmm. And that's not even the message. Amen. Mm-hmm. Divine order is, uh, when I think about uh, the God's divine order, I think about the word order in itself. You know, I like to separate words and break them up. Uh, order is a prescribed way of something. Uh, when you think about order, order regulates and it, it, it conducts or it manages. So when you um you have people that are financial people who can do accounting and stuff, they have an order. They can manage finance. Yeah. They can keep them in place. They can keep them in line. Well, when we look at God's divine order for man, God's order is to keep us in line, uh-huh. to manage us, to be our superiors. So why are we falling subject to others, God? With a little g. Why are we letting our lives be controlled by little G God and not the big G God? Yeah. And when I say being controlled by little G God, drugs, alcohol, sex, um, you name it, go down the line. Food, um, lying, cheating, conniving, uh, cheating on your taxes, you know, all this, he's letting all those things control us yeah. and lead us. When God has a prescribed way of life for us, this is not to say that we're going to be perfect. Because the Bible tells us daily, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We know that we either sin by omitting to do what we're supposed to do or we commit to do the wrong thing. So it's not going to mean we're going to be perfect. But you strive to live a better life. Yes. And you learn God's word and it gets deeply rooted into your spirit. You begin to change your way. You begin to change your conversation. You begin to change your way of thinking. Amen. To be more like him. I mean, you're going to be perfect because none of us will ever be perfect, but you want to be more like him. You should be more like God today than you was last week. You strive to be more like him each and every day of your life so that you can become a better person. And the more you become like him, guess what? The happier you become as an individual. Because you know what? The things of this world begin not to bother you. You know? Like, how can you be so uh, joyous, you know, and and we got to work. Well, the Bible says the man don't work, he don't eat. Duh. You know, you understand what I'm saying? How could you be so happy? Oh, I got one coworker, every time the weather changes, she cries. Don't make no sense. All this snow. Well, what you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Put your boots on and keep it moving. But when you, as you grow in God, you learn not to fight about those things. Amen. Stuff that people complain about. I never get one summer that was so hot. Hmm. Probably about 1994, 90s. Five era time, we had that was a really hot summer, and I remember because I was working at Kennedy King College during that time, and we lived on Seventy Third. And I used to walk sometimes from work, and I was when we walked walk at home, and I would say, "Lord, if hell is any hotter than this, trust me, I ain't trying to go." But that's right. But we have a tendency to complain, and we on our way to hell with gasoline draws on because we don't want to live right. Because we don't want to change our way. Yeah. We, want, we don't want to allow God's word to dictate our lives. 
Uh-huh. Instead, we want to dictate our own lives. Amen. And if we don't crucify that flesh, we're going to dictate our lives on into hell. That's right. Because there's no place for us there in heaven if we cannot have a, 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 a hunger and a desire for a changed life. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't go to heaven the way we live right now. Mm-hmm. Even even though we didn't got better than right now, we still got some work. Amen. I still got some stuff I'm working on. Amen. I still got some crosses that I'm working on bearing. I still got some stuff that I need to be taken care of to get myself in the right place with God. Because yeah, well. sometimes I still get mad too quick. Amen. That ain't up, God. Amen. I was telling a, a sister Teresa the other day, I said, you know, they had tried to do something to my baby at work. Whoa. I was like, oh, I got you. Mm-hmm. See, I'm intelligent. Mm-hmm. So I pulled my computer out. I thought, oh, I can fix y'all. They call themselves going to fire my baby. Typed him up a letter. He's a grown man with a wife and two kids. I typed him up a letter. So I beat him to the punch. Print the letter. And when he walked in the door, when they call themselves trying to fire him, he's like, hell, that ain't God. No. I got him tired and I told Pastor, I said, yeah, this is what they're trying to do. Da, 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 da. He let me talk. And he said, uh, no. He says, no. He said, I know that's your baby, but no. He's a man. Let him handle himself. <laughs> Give me a drink of water. Because <laughs> that's a hard pill to swallow. Because what they're doing is wrong, and I know they wrong. And that's my baby. And so he said, no, let me handle this stuff. I said, okay. So I had to, because I had to learn this. You know, the Lord gave me a revelation a couple of weeks ago about uh, Adam being his place and Eve being her place, so I'm learning to be Eve. So sometimes I have to say, Eve, shut up. Because yep. I have to say, Eve, sit down. I have to tell Eve what to do. Because Eve don't have no self-control sometimes, so I have to Eve, sit down. Because you're going to get out of That's the reason why we had to follow the man, because Eve got out of at all. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay. So Thanks and be unto God that I did not do what I wanted to do. Because as a consequence, we end up getting through this paid vacation. Hallelujah. Because so daddy did let him handle it. But it's important for us to learn how to stay in the right place. And as I was saying, I even me, I still have some stuff I gotta work on. Sometimes I get I still get angry too fast. I still get worked up too much. Sometimes I still worry. And none of those things are God. He said, cast your cares upon me because I care it for you. And, and I have to learn that when I start trying to worry about that stuff, I have to let it go. Because yeah. it interferes with me living a blessed life. Because right. when you worry, you can't be happy. That's right. Amen. When you worry, you cannot be in, uh, you, the joy of the Lord can't be your strength. That's right. Because that's bitter and sweet water, and it cannot be in the same place. Mm-hmm. All the water can't sit in the same space. It don't work. You understand what I'm saying? So darkness and light will not ever be in the same place. So if I'm worrying, worrying is of the enemy, and that's darkness. Amen? Amen. So how do I operate in this darkness and still be in the light of God? It's impossible. So it's important for us to learn that God's divine order for us, and we need to learn how to follow it. So he says, so what am I to do? How am I going to follow it? As he said, he said he gave us his life. He gave us life. So one thing, again, you understand that you are different. You are special. One thing happened in the garden is that man was disconnected from God. So then they had to have the B plan. And God's B plan was Jesus Christ. And he came to resurrect us and put us back in right fellowship and right connection with God because we were disconnected. 
Okay? And so while we were disconnected from God, we picked up our own ideologies, our own thoughts, our own, you know, you think about some people, you're like, man, we grew up in the same house. How do you act like this and I act like this? Yeah. Because while doing that disconnect time, you're doing what you want to do. You're enjoying yourself or enjoying your flesh. Uh Your flesh is in control and it's having a good time without God. Yeah. If we look at... um, um, John 14 and 6, it says, Jesus said unto him that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Now, this is our, our guide back to the blessed life. So if you've been on the outside looking in, let's go back to the blessed life. Uh-huh. Let's go back to, as, as Donald Lawrence says, living on top of the world. Let's go back to Eden and live on top of the world. We can actually live on top of the world right here where we are because we can have the blessed life, the happy, the zoe of Jesus Christ that's inside of us to be able to resonate and we can be able to smile. Yeah. Yeah. We can smile. Oh, yeah. So what you going to do about who's going to be the mayor? Smile? <laughs> what you going to do? You got less than two evils as far as I'm concerned, so you just smile. And you have to do what God does. He says pray. And if we pray, you do you know that God will make things happen? He will move stuff on our behalf if we pray? That's what it said in Second Chronicles. If you pray, seek my face, change your way. Now you got to turn from your own. You can't be praying and still trying to take somebody out. But if you pray and you try to you say, okay, I'm, I'm going to pray, I'm not going to say nothing negative, I'm not going to be a part of the gospel, I'm just going to pray and leave it alone. Uh-huh. And believe God to do what He said He would do. He says, "I'm the way, the truth, and the life." So when man messed up, he had to get back in fellowship with God. So God sent Jesus His Son. But even in sending His Son, there was an order. He couldn't just come here and just be Jesus, mm-hmm. the man. He started out in the womb of a woman, uh-huh. the beginning of life. He went from being in the womb of a woman, being born in a manger, to being a little boy. And even as a child, he was subject to his parents. That's right. There was a time they went off to a sea, and they were on their way back, and Jesus had stopped off, and he was doing something else. He was teaching the doctors on the Lord. And they had went a day's journey. His parents, Mary and Joseph, went a day's journey. And they said, Jesus. And the Bible says he was subject to his parents. That's right. Which leads me to understand that he probably got a little spanky. Because mm-hmm. we gone, and we up here, and you back there. Keep up with us. There's an order. So guess what? Sometimes we're going to get a little spanky. When we don't follow the order, we're going to get a little spanky. So don't say, God, why me? Why me? We got to have it. Because naturally, we're not going to do the right thing. Our nature is messed up. We're going to mess up. So therefore, we have to be put back in order. So we experience some chastisement through our Father. And it's okay. One thing about chastisement is that we should learn from it. If you don't learn nothing from it, then guess what? You get it again. If you don't learn nothing from it, guess what happens? You get it again. And if you keep getting it, you can you get the message? You know, you can't get out of eighth grade until you pass those tests. That's right. You don't pass, guess what? You're still in eighth grade. Next year. Next year come around, but ain't a change now. You turn to certain age, they'll just let you go. But when I was a kid, you had to keep taking the test. You had to stay, in the, you had to stay with your group until you passed the test. Yeah. And then on the class, the test, you had to apply yourself. But 
which means you probably had to do some extra homework. You had to do some extra study to apply yourself. Right. God, what? Okay, this is not a comfortable place. This is not something I want to do. Lord, tell me how I can get out of this situation. What is it you want me to learn from this situation so I don't end up on this street again? Yeah. And anybody ever been on a rugged street? Mm. Anybody ever been down south walking on that hot, that uh, hot dirt with no shoes on? Yeah, you know, that ain't a good place. As a kid, I did, and it was fun. But as an adult, I don't want to walk on that hot dirt. Yeah. Because it don't feel good to my feet no more. You understand what I'm saying? You know, I don't want to have to chew rock. Because it don't feel good no more. It don't feel good no more. So we have to go through these experiences so that God can teach us, so that he can mold us, so that he can even use us. So why, why, did, why did the pastor have to be homeless? Well, the pastor had to be homeless so that the pastor can have a compassion for those that are homeless. Why does the pastor have to get fired? Well, the pastor had to get fired so he could understand the process of being fired. So when he shared with you that God is able, you know that he knows what he's talking about because he's been where you are. He's a living testimony. So why does the pastor have to have a blend of things? Because we were going to enter a season, a period of time in our lives where that's what mostly exists, blended family. So he had to know how to tell people how to live in a blended family. So why does the pastor have a hard-headed wife? Well, he had to have a hard-headed wife because he was going to run across women that were hard-headed. And he needed to help them get back in order. And in order for them to get in order, he had to understand out of order. You understand what I'm saying? So, and so those same questions you can ask yourself. Why do my kids have to do this? I could not understand. I was a first grade teacher, and my son was one of the baddest kids. Why the first grade teacher's son get suspended? You understand what I'm saying? But I had to go through that so that I could understand when a parent comes to me and talks to me about their child being suspended. So some of the things you experience is a molding process. Mm-hmm to get you where God wants you to go. Yeah. And see, when you get to where God wants you to go in that blessed life, I mean really blessed life, where you feel like you're really walking on the air of God, you're walking in the spirit of God, stuff is going to be all around you. And it ain't even going to mean nothing. Houses, money, it ain't even going to mean nothing. Because it ain't even that stuff that makes you. It is the word of God. Yeah, it is yeah. the life of living the life of Christ that makes you. But we don't know that because the world tells us that that stuff is what makes us. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. We need some of that stuff. Yeah. Got to have enough money because comrades don't understand Jesus paid it all. Amen. <laughs> so we got to have some of that stuff. But the world tells us that that stuff is what makes us happy. The world tells us that that stuff is what makes us blessed. And if you look at the news or you read any magazine, you see that rich folks is dying every day. Right, right, Not right. just dying, they killing themselves. Yeah. Folks with money, cars, houses is killing themselves. Because guess what? It don't make you happy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Your blessed life comes through living according to God's word, walking in his divine order for your life, and being all you can be for Christ. God bless you. Amen. Where there's plenty and there's more than enough. Amen. Amen. Lead me to believe.
believe that when we live the good life, we get to our due season. Amen. 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 As we stand to our feet, amen, right now is the time where we offer an invitation, amen, to discipleship. Amen. I know that everybody here is already a member of Missionaries for Christ. Amen. In good standing. But somebody might be listening in on talk show, and they might be wondering, how is it that I can live that good life? Amen. They might be wondering. How is how is it I could I could come into this knowledge? How could I get these things that she's talking about? Amen. The Bible says that we have to confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God has raised Christ from the grave. And after we've done that, the Bible says you shall be saved. Amen. Because with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Amen. So we want to say to those that's listening in or talk to you, amen, right where you are. You could call on the name of the Lord. So the Bible states that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. And right now, you could just, right where you are, you could just call on him and say, Lord, I want to be saved. Come into my heart and save my soul. I don't want to be a sinner. I want to be saved by grace. Amen. And right now, he'll come in and he'll save your soul. Amen. If you've done that, amen, if you need further instruction, you could call us, amen, on our telephone number, amen, at 773, amen, 340-1625, amen. And you could call us or you could you could write us, amen, at P.O. Box 415, Chicago Heights, Illinois, 60411, or 3113 West 71st Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60629. Amen. You could call on him right now without one plea. He'll answer you. Amen. And he'll save your soul. Here at Missionaries for Christ, we are always excited about Jesus. Amen. Amen. So until next time, God bless you and may he keep our prayer. Amen. Amen.